Dingle Boat Wrestling Podcast, and Triple H won the Royal Rumble, and we have stuff to say about it. This is Aaron. That was my intro, because I'm just, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. This is Aaron. Um, I'm here with the entire crew. We'll start with D-Wayne. We haven't talked to you in a while. How are you? I am quite well, you know. Um, I'm just, just ready to, you know, go on a little rant for a little bit. but We wouldn't expect anything less, man. I know. <laughs> Mr. Silly Sellers, how are you? Have you unburied the snow in D.C. yet? Oh, uh, yeah, I had to bury, unbury the snow from my mother-in-law's house, and then now I'm back at home. I had to unbury three more hours of that snow because the parking lot was a mess. But I'm extremely happy because I thought the Royal Rumble had no faults, and I'm ready to explain why. Oh, Aaron, God. in addition... In my in my quote unquote rant, you were almost right, and I can also explain that one as well. I'm pretty smart about wrestling. I think I have my own, my own podcast about it too, so yeah, I'm, not, I'm not surprised that I was right. You know, um, Doctor M, how goes it? Uh, it goes pretty well. Like Celis, I thought the Rumble was excellent, and I have zero reason to complain. Wow, there's a lot of positivity. The power. Of positivity, D Wayne. Come on now, uh, <laughs> Mr. Two Chains. How are you? Good, good. And I guess I'm negative nasty today because um, although I think in the last episode we pretty much um, with Aaron's lead pretty much predicted exactly how it was going to play out to its perfection, and that's totally fine. Besides the fact that the Rumble. Uh, was not exciting at all. What? Wow. Okay. Wow. We're gonna we, we're all over the map here. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're doing an episode. We're recording this before Raw on Monday, um, the Monday following the Rumble this week, fans. So we're not gonna comment on what happened on Raw tonight. Um, speculation online suggests that there's a big name returning tonight. They are filming. In Miami tonight, so I'll let you guys speculate on who hails from and films movies in Miami that might be appearing tonight. But um, besides that, we're just going to run through the pay-per-view and kind of the, the rumor mill and stuff. Let's start with the Rumble match, because that's what everyone wants to talk about. Um, I will say, and I think maybe everyone except 2 chains. I was very surprised to hear your comment that it was not exciting at all. I feel the Royal Rumble was very exciting. And a well-worked match. I thought the pacing was good. If you look at the overall time, it was just over an hour, so they didn't drag it out too much. Plus, AJ Styles debuted two chains. Now, come on now. That was pretty exciting. Okay. <laughs> He's the okay. phenomenal one. I mean, all right, all right, all right. Here's, here's, <laughs> my, thing. here's my thing. So, yeah. now that, where was the writer for WWE.com decides that we're going to cater to rumors and stuff like that. It doesn't make Michael Cole sound like a total idiot when he knows exactly who this person is when they come out. Yeah. So I was able to breathe on that. But I was like, come on, number three? Basically, the first person to come out, you're going to use your guest appearance right now? You know, I know why. Because, because, in the, because in the sense of the Royal Rumble, you have people who are legitimate contenders, you have throwaways, and you have spotty people. And people came out in bunches for what you knew what was going to happen. Like when, um, like when the Wyatt started coming out, when Braun Strowman came out, you knew exactly he was going to be the one to take out the big show. 
and you knew he was going to take out Kane because you know who, how they're trying to build him. And then you're like, all right, well, now all the wise are in. Gordon Ray should be returned. I mean, Brock Lesnar should be coming out any minute now. And what do you know? Brock Lesnar comes out. Then Bray Wyatt comes out. And you're just like, okay, well, we might as well just start building this feud in here. And it's just like, it took your, if, if you guys had this much sense in trying to build up WrestleMania matches, and it took y'all one hour to do all of this, then what in the world are we watching Raw for each week? If if, if this is what, what your master plan was, just to wait until one one day, one hour to get this all right. You know? So, um, in the sense of we already knew how these matches was going to be built, it's just like, well, where's the excitement? No Gilbert came out, no Godfather, no Scott <laughs> Steiner, no, no anything. <laughs> well... I think there's something to be said for surprises, but there's also something to be said for things making sense. And um, booking-wise, a lot of it kind of fell fell like dominoes. And I guess maybe I I, en- I enjoyed that aspect, while it sounds like you did not. Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I see what you're saying, but on the other hand, I think a lot of it made a lot of sense. I think Braun Strowman came out looking like a stud. I think the Brock, the only thing I have a problem with in the row, well, I have two, let's just go through the rest of you guys first and we can gripe about, I have a few hangups about it too, but Dr. M, why don't you get in there? Because you said you thought it was great. Yeah, well, I thought the whole pay-per-view was great, but I thought the Rumble match was probably the best match we've seen in several years. I thought it was perfectly booked. Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfectly paced. Uh, we had kind of Roman shining at the beginning. We had... AJ Styles, of course, who had his his great pop and lasted at least 20 minutes, if not more. So he had a legitimate debut. I think they said 26 when he got knocked out. Oh, was it 26? I think something like that, yeah. Yeah. So we we had that. We had the comedy segments with The New Day and R-Truth. We had the Wyatts, who had their their part in the Rumble, and they, they came out looking strong. We had Brock, you know, nice feud set up. And then we had the the ending, which... You know, some people are complaining that the ending was a bit flat because it was predicted, predictable. But like you said, Aaron, I agree. This was a very logical rumble. And how often do we complain about the logic of WWE? I thought last night everything was logically booked from beginning to end. Mr. Sellers, you kind of echoed the same sentiments as him. Yes, and and if if I can, Aaron. Give me about five minutes to explain why I thought this was a perfect rumble. And give give me five minutes. And some of the stuff 2 Chains already explained, and this could be a perfect segue for D-Wayne to just shred everything that I'm about to say right now as he goes on his rant. Before you take this five minutes, I just want everybody (laughs) to be aware that Roman Reigns left on a stretcher and came back and he flew out like he was Superman. Roman Reigns did not leave on a stretcher. He left in front of a stretcher. He refused to get on the stretcher. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. But, you know, I, I understand. That that spot that um, Rusev putting him through the table, that looked pretty brutal just in real-life terms. That looked painful. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Silly says, we will try to give you five unencumbered minutes, but I can't promise D-Wayne's going to hold himself back. No, no, that's that's no problem. If, if you want to interrupt anybody, you can either agree or disagree. But I'm just going to talk specifically about the Rumble. And before I talk about the Rumble, and I just tweeted this right now as we're recording, I'm making a huge shout-out and a huge plug to Mr. Schleg Daddy on OTRS Central. You can follow him on Twitter, Twitter at OTRS Central, or on his YouTube page, 
Off the Rope Show, which started in 2010. Now, before we did this podcast together, I used to listen to his reviews every single pay-per-view because he first he started out with a group, but then he went solo, and, and every time he just made perfect sense out. He's very opinionated. He's very raw and very R-rated in his language, but, but he's but he's very but he's very opinionated WWE is. And Aaron, I kind of put you on to him and what you follow Schleck Daddy a couple of times, and you even got a, a plug on his show one time when you asked a question to him and he uh, responded to it to one of your uh, questions. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the one thing I want to say about him. He always considers Triple H as God of WWE. And that is exactly what happened in this Rumble May or this Royal Rumble that's going to transcend to Mania that shows Triple H as God and controlling everything about this show. And this is what happened. And I'm going to explain. First, Everybody heard rumors about the AJ Styles signing. Everybody knew AJ Styles was coming to WWE, and it kind of preluded that AJ Styles was going to be part of this Royal Rumble. So, of course, anytime you bring a star that's from another major programming, he is not going to go straight to the top in WWE. He's going to be grounded in some type of way. Hence, when you brought out Roman Reigns first, okay, of course, Rusev, was a little, you know, appetizer to show you what the Rumble was going to be like. So when Roman Reigns eliminated Rusev, you probably knew that was going to come back later to Roman Reigns. But who is the perfect person to bring out now? Don't wait. Don't have your fans calling for AJ Styles. Don't have for your uh, fans calling for CM Punk or any random names. Bring your bona fide superstar signing out now. So that way, you can have them touch a Roman Reigns. You can have them touch a Chris Jericho, which all of these names came out pretty early. You can even have, you know, touch Prince Pretty. And when Prince Pretty, Pretty came out, that was even a nice two minutes that Prince Pretty had in that short frame that dealt with your new signing. So now you're using him as a range of, can he touch and hang with a couple of these superstars that are young and the superstar that is your current champion? I thought that was brilliant. 26 minutes was a lot of time in that rumble for who ventured out. Now, let's move on to the rumble a little bit. Who came out at number 18? Kevin Owens. Now, when Kevin Owens came out at 18, I wasn't expecting him to come out. I didn't even think about how Kevin Owens would be out. But when he came in, who was the first person that he touched? AJ Styles. Now, you're touching your internet community. You're touching your old adult fans like us in our mid-20s or early 30s that loves the indie circuit. So when you have that indie circuit being touched right now in the Royal Rumble, now you have an uproar because now you're having storytelling throughout the Royal Rumble match in which that is what the Royal Rumble is for. Now, two chains, you are right. If you're going to use one hour to tell stories in this Royal Rumble, why are we watching Raw? But at the same time, if you're trying to promote WrestleMania, if you're trying to promote your biggest pay-per-view of the year, this is what the Royal Rumble needs to do. The Royal Rumbles in the past couple of years was very stale. It was very, you throw this person out, you throw this person out. Yeah, we have some random people that come in like a, a, a Bubba Ray Dudley, like a Godfather, but they're in there for one to two minutes and don't do anything. They're just there for a show. That is not how you built the story of people that you want to bring in or some of your current wrestlers in. Now, in my opinion, I saw Kevin Owens lose twice that night, but in his two losses, He's gained more standards of preparing him for mania that's going to make him much better just by telling those stories. You told a story in that Intercontinental match, and now you told a story in that uh, Rumble in which 
that he told the story to AJ Styles. Hey, AJ Styles, welcome to WWE, but you're going to have to go through some growing pains before you get to the top. Look at me. I'm the one who beat Cena. All that was explained when he threw him out. Then two players later, you bring in Sami Zayn, and what does Sami Zayn do? He throws Kevin Owens out. Now you have a storyline presenter that you're connecting what you did from your NXT to Raw. All right? Even with all the Bray Wyatt's family coming in, that told a story where Brock right there, hey, Brock Lesnar, I might be able to beat you because I got my my brothers with me that can go into WrestleMania. And now I'm kind of sold on that match. Can Bray Wyatt finally get a win? So can he finally get that win in WrestleMania that he deserves against a Brock Lesnar? Can, can that propel him to go to the uh, Money in the Bank and be your next champion during the summer months? You never know. All right. And now here's the come to the part where I'm going for Triple H. Now. Out of everybody, Triple H and Authority sent everybody to do one job, to another job, to try to get Roman Reigns off the back. So who needs to do it? I need to do it myself. And what did he do? He came out the champion. Now, it wasn't the last two of him and Roman Reigns. He got rid of Roman Reigns. So what did you do? You also elevated Dean Ambrose to be a part of this storyline now because Dean has now elevated himself. Now Dean could possibly be a champion because remember, Roman was down to the last two and he lost to Batista who is your next champion or who is your next Royal Rumble runner? It was Roman Reigns. Now we can say going forward, who are we looking forward to win Royal Rumble 2017? It could be Dan Ambrose. It could be his time. But here's the part where I say that you was almost right, Aaron. If Seth Rollins did not get hurt, I bet you uh, Triple H would not have been in this Rumble and you might have had your Shield main event that you've been calling ever since last year at this Mania. And I think it would have happened based on how the storyline happened with Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, and I thought just the storyline from start to finish, how people eliminated people, you know, who stayed in late, who left out early, but it's still, even though it was kind of predictable, just the fact that it happened the way it did, the storytelling, it was worth watching. For example, going back to you, uh, Two James, you are a huge superhero fan, but what always happens in these superhero movies? The superhero always wins. Why do you go to the movie to see it? Because you want to see how the story is told. This is what WWE did with the Royal Rumble. I think they did it correctly. I think they did it beautifully. Was it perfect in all aspects? No, but it did the job to get the people spotlighted that need to get spotlighted, and they got the right champion coming out of there so you can elevate your next person at Mania. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Triple H won, so he's not the superhero. So there's that's one discrepancy. The other discrepancy is, I think Kevin Owens had already said he was going to be in the Royal Rumble, and the fact that Dean Ambrose came out before him, that you know that, all right, well, people that fought earlier was going to be in the match. But once again, like, you, you alluded to it yourself. You said there are people that are just throwaways that come in and get thrown out. So why not make it celebrity or um, alumni or legends or somebody that can bring a little bit more excitement to it? Everything you said... In regard to storyline, makes total sense. But I can't be the only person out because I heard a lot of people booing last night. And I wasn't there, so I, I, I don't know. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for the sense of trying to still provide entertainment but yet get your story across, they failed on the entertainment aspect to me. And I think that a lot of those um, storylines that you said kind of developed that kind of told stories, well... Maybe, but maybe not because of the fact that creative still has to do the job to make it work. That's the thing is you won't know until WrestleMania what kind of story was told. But I think what what Celis is saying, there's a lot of seeds that were potentially planted. It's whether anything germinates is what's going to be long term how this this Royal Rumble is remembered. But 
I don't I don't think it I don't think Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens, no matter where they ran into each other at, was automatically gonna put it to people saying like, hey, they still got some on the table that they need to give. So, you know, it's just a matter of time before that happened. And as far as with AJ Styles and uh and uh, Kevin Owens, I don't think we see that for a long time. I disagree. I think time. we I think we might see it at WrestleMania. But if you see it at WrestleMania, then you also holding Kevin Owens back based on what Seller says. Like if if you saying like, hey AJ, you're not gonna just come in and go straight to the top. So well, if you make him go against Kevin Owens, you arguably are saying that because I do agree. Kevin Owens, no matter him losing two matches last night, incredibly helped him as a character. Yeah. He is he is by far like even people who had him as their dark horse to win it last night. He is by far going to be strapped with that title at some point. Not sure how or when, but you expect to start seeing him start playing around with Brock, Ronan Reigns, and Dean Ambrose. If Dean, because that's another person that you know, you start considering like these these are top tier guys now. AJ still AJ, I think will have to be dominant in NXT. I think we see him and Finn Balor, um, bump pants or. Something with them. We'll, we'll we'll see some story with them first. So we start giving. Uh, let, let's AJ let's go to what the rumor is already. The rumor is it's already penciled in that's going to be Styles and Owens at WrestleMania. Yeah, AJ's not going to NXT. They, if he touches Balor, it'll be when Balor comes up. Yeah, the rumor is it's going to be going to see Owens versus Styles at WrestleMania. My my thing is that I, I I get I get that you probably think if he goes to NXT, like why he's a He's a top tier person. Well, Kevin Owens, if you ever see him on the NST card with Sami Zayn or vice versa, doesn't matter where you see them guys at. Just like Sasha Banks, she put on match of the year. Uh, she put on match of the year on the NST card. Yeah, out on the main roster, she's still super dominant. She's like the top person in both in both things. Yeah, but the thing about it is that he was. If he debuted on the main roster, it would it just doesn't seem sensible to then put him on NXT. They're already promoting his raw debut tonight on on WWE's main roster, so And with Aries and Samoa Joe and all those guys in NXT, they don't really need AJ Styles. No, they don't. They need him on the main roster where the star power is needed. Um Mr. D we haven't quite heard any feedback from you on the Rumble, just that you had a rant. Um why don't we get your rant in now and then we can kind of Cobbled together some sense of things here. All right, first of all, let's let's go back to what uh, Silly Seller said and the whole Brock Lesnar versus the break. First of all, that story was told on Raw. Yep. All you know right now is repeating the story in the Rumble match, which made it really predictable in that sense. Second of all, again, the, the ending was very predictable. We heard it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And even I've said it, we all have said it, that there's, there's just no other person that could win it. And that's the that's the issue that I have. I mean, of course, we will always want to see Roman Reigns versus Triple H. But I feel like the ending could have been a little bit better. I mean, granted, you elevate Dean Ambrose, but at the end of the day, you if you really think about it, they've been trying to do that for a while. Can I can so I add a point there about like, can I add something about Dean real quick? I don't think they uh, were trying like it's nice it's a nice spot for him, but they weren't elevating yeah. him. Let's be clear, the reason that Roman Reigns wasn't in the final two yes. is because he would have gotten booed and Triple H would have gotten cheered. Yes. But 
in that in that circumstance, Dean's the one getting cheered, and Triple H is properly getting booed, which is what they want. Yes, and like Sel- like um, like Two Chains said, he was you know there was a lot of people there that were not happy when Roman Reigns was kind of coming down to it and coming back out. He got booed a lot when he came back out after going back in the back for a while. Sorry, go go ahead. I just wanted to add that. Go ahead, man. But I mean, yeah, and I agree. Like it's it's a they're trying to save face with Roman Reigns. If you really think about it, they, they, yeah, yeah. And it's it's because I mean we also we always get this view about Roman Reigns being the next John Cena. And of course, if he was in the final two, again, you have this this the Cena atmosphere of that. So it's it's WWE trying to save face. Again, the ending was predictable. A lot some of the views that we seen in the match we already seen on Raw. Um you do you did you did start to see some new ones as the Styles Owens one. I was very intrigued by that one. But again, when as soon as AJ Styles went out, you had people cheering even when he went to the back, you still had people cheering AJ Styles, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it kind of took me back to the that rumble when Daniel Bryan was eliminated. Yeah, no, I thought of that too, man. That was that's a good point. So so it's you're trying to save face. You're trying to to save the rest. You're trying to save WrestleMania. But my point is going to make it is this rumble match. No matter how good it was, it was very predictable, and it made you see how really depleted WWE is right now with the injuries. It makes you see how viable that really John Cena really is. Um, and, and Seth Rollins. It makes you see that no matter the storylines or not, you had people booing the, somebody who's trying to take over his place. You had people cheering Triple H, didn't try to boo him at the end. It's it's, it's like you're going round and round in circles. And... Um, while the the Royal Rumble was, they played it to the best they can. It also makes you think like I'm just gonna retell, keep recycling and retelling the stories, and it, it kind of makes the road to WrestleMania way more predictable. Sounds like uh, we both. It uh, sounds like everybody can kind of agree or uh, probably can consider this notion that there's two things that can't be defeated in the world. Father Time and the WWE Universe crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like no matter what happens, they're always going to get the upper hand on everything. Well, yeah. here's the thing about it: it's it's what we're all saying, but we're, we're not saying. When they I, they had a lot of retrospective things on the pre-show, like throwbacks to like different Royal Rumble winners, and they showed all the Austin ones, for example. Yeah. And you look at Stone Cold every time he was out there and, you know, Vince is trying to mess with him or, you know, he's feuding with Bret Hart or something like everybody was 1000 percent behind Stone Cold Steve Austin. And if he got knocked out by the top heel, it was a big deal and people were upset about it. You look at when Daniel Bryan, the one you just talked about, when he got eliminated so early when everyone wanted him to win that year, everybody just took a dump on the rest of the Rumble when Batista won it, and then you had to backtrack book it after that to save face. You look at, like, when Hogan won it, when Hogan was really popular, like, when Hogan got knocked out, people were not okay with it, and that's what made Ric Flair winning in 92 so so great. And theoretically, 
Roman Reigns is supposed to get people behind him. And when Roman Reigns comes back out, everyone should be like, heck yeah, Roman Reigns is coming back out. He's still in it. And instead he gets booed. And your top authority figure ch- guy that wins the title gets cheered. There's something wrong there. I don't think, I mean, you know, it's kind of a stretch to, to put Kevin Owens in that position or put Dean Ambrose in that position. But I feel like those guys would have had more people behind him if it was them instead of Reigns in that spot. Of course, and that's because you know WWE is pushing Roman Reigns down our throat because he's a he's a Vince McMahon guy. It's not because he's a Drew H guy. He's a Vince McMahon guy. Whatever Vince McMahon wants, Vince McMahon gets. We we know that, and it's just it's if you know that if you're trying, you can't build another John Cena. There's only one John Cena. Roman Reigns has to be built in a different. Way. Did you notice whenever you talk about John Cena, the way you say his name, you say John Cena. Because, you have because, so much reverence for him. I love it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, no matter if he has five moves or do or whatever, whatever he, he has he six does, now. Show some respect. You know, we we know how much he means to the WWE, and you start to to see that. And because I mean, we could, we could honestly, we could, as much as Seth Rollins' injury hurt the WWE and their plans going forward, it doesn't hurt as much as the injury to John Cena. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. You know, I have to make a bold prediction about John Cena. Very, very, very bold. He's not coming back to WrestleMania, man. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. I have a, I. Strange feeling that we see John Cena work a match in Wrestle Kingdom next year, and the reason why I say that is because uh, with all this indie talent that the WWE is starting to absorb, and uh, a lot of people coming from New Japan, I'm not sure if these people are completely being let out of their contract freely or if just some type of under the table deals that go. But imagine seeing John Cena on that card, just just. The star study, and it's, of course, it'll be completely governed so that he's not doing too much. But as big as the star he is, this is why I, uh, it made me think about it. As big as star as he is, I think it's only right that you see him on it on an even bigger international stage, working a, working some form of a match there. No, I think he's he's a WWE guy to the day he does. Well, not only that, he's way bigger than a WWE. He is, but he's way way bigger. But you won't see him in another promotion. No, you won't because the biggest stage is WWE. He's already on the biggest international stage you could possibly be on. They have they have the network in Japan. Now they do. Yeah, they just got it recently. Yeah, (laughs) so you know, let's. Let's not let's not be a little bit optimistic now. As big as the United States is, and as much money as we're in debt, uh, we're still not the biggest nation in the world. No. So. All right. Can I can I add one thing? I wanted to add this. I know we changed a little bit about Wrestle Kingdom, but can I go back to one thing about the WWE fans? And 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 I and I hate to say this because I am a WWE fan. We are our WWE fans. But if WWE always triggered to what the fans wanted, do you realize how much in trouble WWE will be? Exactly. I mean, WWE will be need Vince McMahon to make those bold moves to push people down our throats. For example, it's no way, I don't care how many times you scream AJ Styles, AJ Styles, it is no way he can end up winning that Royal Rumble. It's no way, <laughs> it's no way proving how Daniel Bryan's track injury of his track record is. And it's no way he could be a long-time champion because he can't hold on to being healthy 
but for so long. So, I mean, granted, I, I know fans want their superstars and their favorite guys to be all up in the, the favorites and be all up in the chamber and glory. Like, I, I'm a Stardust fan. I'm a Mr. Kennedy fan. You know how many times I've been cheering for you guys for them to be on top? And it still hasn't done it yet. But that doesn't mean that WWE is not making the wrong move or not making the right move, rather, oh, by not putting them up there. So, I mean, granted, but, but I mean, when AJ Styles got out at the at when he did, I thought it was the perfect time. He spent 26 minutes in the ring. He didn't get, like, you know, buried. He made his moves. You got to give us pace. You can't, you can't give him everything in one Royal Rumble because if he lasted 60 minutes in that Royal Rumble, I would have been upset. There's no... Shows, you're not building any, anybody else in that roster. The reason he went out when he did is because you do not want him in the ring with Brock Lesnar. You want to put him over, <laughs> not have him be this little guy coming in. That is exactly why he went out when he did. Because didn't he get eliminated and Brock was out like a few people later? Something like, like that? Brock came yeah. out of 23. And he was left That's exactly what I was talking about. How you could you started feeling you started seeing like, okay, I kinda know who's coming out next. I think it was Kane, then the Big Show, and then like Braun Strowman and somebody else, and then Brock. And then I was just like, Okay. I, like you kinda like you knew who's coming. Then like, hey. well, it's about time for Bray Wyatt to come out now with the whole family. Uh-huh. Brock's gonna eliminate half the family. He's gonna have trouble with Braun. And then, you know, eventually Braun gets eliminated and, you know, that's that. Hey, did you say AJ Styles has um, um, uh, problems with injuries? No, 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 Daniel Bryan. When oh, you went back oh, to Daniel Bryan, oh. I say, if, if WWE gave him the championship all the time or wanted him to win all the time like the fans want him to do, it would not work for his career because he cannot be the top guy because he cannot stay healthy for so long. Him, we, I got uh, we, a great question about this. But we understand. Saying that that's that's the point we do understand. The point is, what about people that don't suffer injuries that the fan wants? And who, who who would that be? Cesaro. Yeah. He suffered. He suffered one legitimate one. Not yeah. so, so I got a, I got a, a good case, question. What was question? Question about this. If this is exactly how you felt, and you felt like this is what the WWE absolutely was behind as far as making sense, why was Dolph Ziggler in the ring towards being one of the last few people in there? Tease. They use Dolph Ziggler is a big tease, and if you and this was one of my biggest problems. I hate how they're making Dolph Ziggler look. Get him out those pants. Get rid of that ponytail. Because who does he look like? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. I mean, and then he's super kicking everybody. Like he's super kicking like eight times. You have to realize they're going to they're going to tease him because I mean his contract is this year. Not not just that. Um. Fast lane is in Cleveland, Ohio, so expect yeah. to see him in the Miz in some type of match together. But yeah, I also so. think, I also think, you know, we, I think fans, I think, read too much into what is on the internet sometimes. I right, think fans right. has a lot of respect for Dolph Ziggler. I had no problem with him being in a nice kind of featured position for a little bit near the end of the match. He's a good wrestler, and I think the fans, or WWE obviously recognizes that. Is he in the WWE's plans for, you know, the top spot on the card right no. now? No. No. He doesn't have to be. Everybody in WWE has their spot. Dolph is not in the top spot right now because there are other people well, there. I'm, he might be there in a couple of months, maybe next year. But right now, this is not his spot. And Dr. Yeah, M, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me ask Dr. M just a follow-up question. Now, who did uh, Dolph Ziggler get most of his special moves? Talk about Super Kick, the Famouser, the Zigzag. Who did he do most of his, his moves on in that Royal Rumble? I don't even remember. Was it Bray? No, it was on Triple H. Triple oh, H okay. took a lot oh, of it was, it was, you're right. You're he right. really you're did. Right. So, I mean, and out of anybody, 
Triple H, we can say how much he dominates or tries to control WWE. Triple H will take a bump for anybody at any time he feels like he deserves it. He's done that in his whole career. I mean, he did it for Daniel Bryan. He did it for Dolph Ziggler, even though it's a small aspect. He even made Dean look like, oh, you almost had me, Dean. I mean, he knows how to sell to make somebody over. That's why I respect Triple H so much about what he does. And like Dr. M said, it's not Dolph's time, but he made sure Dolph got his spotlight in that time frame that he look, did. And let's go back to that. Dolph got his spotlight because there's, WWE is scared of losing him. And Dolph has talked about leaving. I wouldn't be mad if he's scared of losing him at all. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I don't, I don't think they lose him, but he has talked about leaving. And I think that because he's talking about it, because it is, whether he needs it or not, because it's out there, they're going to try to push him a little bit this year. If he, if Dolph leaves, that's like John Morrison 2.0. They're not going to miss him. I'm, and I'm sorry to say And he would leave to do stand-up comedy. Like, even if even if TNA picked him up, that would not be a big deal to him. No. I, I got another question. <laughs> Who is the strength and condition, conditioning trainer for the WWE? There was a whole bunch of people that was looking way out of shape last night. Uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> Triple, tri- no, wait. Triple H is getting old now. Chris, Chris Jericho. <laughs> but see, once again, who, who are you calling? You're calling all part-time people. The people that's there full-time, they're at the every house show, every Raw. And all those guys are there. Yeah. Let's let's be real. Let's be real with this. While we keep talking, we keep beating around the bush. No matter how it goes, WWE will still be the same thing over and over and over again until Vince McMahon says, I'm going to retire. Here. He's not retiring anytime soon, and I don't have any problem I know. with that. I don't have any thing, problem with but, that. But the thing is, now you're becoming, because, like I said, you're becoming predictable. If you listen to everything since December, we have predicted everything, basically. Okay, let me ask you a question. If internet, Twitter, and Facebook, and all these rumor mills, these internet rumor mills... If all of that was non-existent, how would you look at this Royal Rumble? If all that was non-existent... And you had no idea AJ Styles was coming, you had no idea Triple H was coming, how would you view this Royal Rumble? I would definitely have common sense to know that Triple H was definitely going yeah. to be in the Rumble. And because, AJ Styles, I mean... I would have probably pissed be- my pants. Before, before, like I said, when he was shelved and the next week after we meeting, we started not to see him, mm-hmm. we already knew that. Mm-hmm. That with that right there was very predictable. But did Austin not do the same thing during the Attitude Era, or or when he was out and he came back at the perfect times? You had a feeling Austin got to be coming back soon. I mean, of course. I mean, they always they always do that perfect time. For instance, the year John Cena came back surprisingly. Again, it's it's a very predictable technique that WWE uses. But is it good storytelling though? It could be predictable, but it's good storytelling. Is it good storytelling? In this case, it moves the storyline further for we what we already know. And it wasn't good story as far as storytelling wise, we knew what's gonna happen. It did what it needed to move the storyline. Was if you as far as like, oh this is the best storytelling, no it's not. Because it's it's this if you the gist of the storyline, the same storyline they use to get people over. The little person the person against the authority. It's a story that works. It, it really is. It, 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 I mean, I agree. It's a story that works. 
the thing is they do it with Roman Reigns, and as much as I, I like Roman Reigns, but the crowd is not on him yet. So how, how much how much do you further how, how much further do you continue to take this if the crowd's not on him? Personally, that's, that's the I, thing. Like I said, like I said from the get, he should have been healed. That's what I always thought. I think he's gonna be healed after WrestleMania. Yep. Okay, let me ask a question. Let me ask this question. And once again, I'm gonna put a movie reference. Out of everybody, are we going to all see Batman vs Superman in March? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, are we all kind of predictable how that story is going to end? No, oh, yeah. Well, so, the trailer gives it away. They're going to get together by the third act, and then Wonder Woman shows up. Are you still going to watch the movie, even though <clears> the predictable <throat> part is going to happen? Yeah. But but. But but Marcellus, the difference is that I think Superman and Batman are cool. I don't think Roman Reigns is cool. That's the difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the that's I understand the metaphor, but that would be the big difference. Well, touche. But how, however, who is Roman Reigns, or who does Vince McMahon want Roman Reigns to become? He Superman. wants him to become the new Cena. He wants him to become Batman, but he's Aquaman right now. Well, that, that's true, and that he kind of looks like Jason Momoa, but that, that's he, he kind of does the but, tattoos. But, but at the same time, you know, if who Vince in every generation during the '80s, during the '90s, during the I guess the millennial stage, Vince has had his person. It was Hogan, it was Austin, it was Cena. Now he wants it to be Roman. Yeah, now, but, but you also have to realize between you, when you have those people, they turned heel. The only person, the only person that really has a turn heel is John Cena. Oh, he was heel when he first started off. He was heel when he first started. But I'm talking about when he started getting that mega push, he has not turned heel. You can't touch him because he's too much gold. And what do you always say, Dwayne? He is what your money maker. He is your money maker. But when The Rock was there, when Austin was there, they was money makers too, and they turned heel too. You but know, who left and who stayed. Stone Cold stayed throughout. Yeah. Rock yeah. up here and there and there. So I mean, I don't. I think if you want to compare Stone Cold and The Rock, I think Stone Cold brought more value to your company than The Rock did. But, but he still turned heel. That's the point I'm getting to. Who Stone Cold? Yes. For a because Stone Cold probably could do whatever he want bad at Agatha Era. Cena will ever do whatever Vince wants. But the thing is, I guarantee, goes. no pun intended. I guarantee the day you turn Cena heel, I guarantee you'll make more money. I don't think so. I think I, so. Uh, you, I don't know. What? The day you turned Cena, Cena Hill. Oh, come on, bro. That, I, think, that, 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 <laughs> I think you will make more money. No, bro. You, I mean, look, Cena is the perfect guy. He's the gentleman besides Total Divas. And he make he does all the wish. He, he is the little kid's favorite. I mean, he, he doesn't know. Even, he appeals to most... He appeals to both male and female. I mean, and no we, matter what he does in his movies, he's always going to be a likable guy. I mean, you make him we, a dislikable guy. Um, that really deters people about him in real life. You know. I mean, if he's like a total diva, he's a he's a a hole. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you know, do you know what's so crazy about that? People go ahead, still, two chains. Go ahead, two chains. Go ahead, say. People still don't like Nikki Bella. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Treating so bad. Yes. Well, and they think like Johnson is a good guy. Hey, you know what? I, I automatically I volunteer Nikki Bella as tribute to be in the next scene of Monster Files. Oh, <laughs> that's good. It's definitely no, like like her, her career is pretty much in limbo right now. So yeah, we'll talk about that because it, yeah, you know. As much debate as we can have about Roman Reigns, wouldn't there be more value 
I'm thinking back to like the 1994, 95, 96 era. Why does there have to be one guy? Why does it have to be Roman Reigns and everyone else? Why can't it be Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar occasionally? I think that's more creative. That's more Vincent Man creative's fault. They want this big, large and unlike person. But I mean, he gets a reaction. It's just not the re- like if you want to go back to talk about good storytelling, good storytelling. That's what's beautiful about wrestling is that, you know, you can say he's the good guy and Triple H is the bad guy. But I have my part to play when I'm there. And I'm just I don't see the average fan who's in their 20s that actually goes to WrestleMania and spends the money and flies there and goes to the events marking out for when Roman Reigns wins the title in the main event against Triple H. I don't you know, see it. I, I have I have a comment on that, and, and I agree with you. And the reason why is it's only twelve pay per views throughout the year. What are pay per pay per views geared towards adults? What are Raw geared towards kids? Because they're trying to get that family view on kids. So if you take the math, I'll take those twelve months out of the year and give it to the adults. When most of our product is geared toward those kids for every Monday throughout the year, because if you see it all the time in the DC area, not necessarily in Chicago, but anytime it's a WWE event, it is kid dominated and that is like that maybe seven out of ten venues when you do those raws throughout the year but of course when you get those pay-per-views that's where the adults want to buy that's where the adults spend their money to fly to royal rumbles that's where they fly to many like we're doing it's the fact that they have to gear towards what's their majority product and that's to the kids and why it's tvpg i you know for some reason i don't even agree with that i think raws for the adults smackdowns for the kids and pay-per-views are for the families really absolutely I mean, oh. that's the reason why you have these. Um, these I think uh, this year's a point. I think those uh, pre pre show matches are has nothing to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be funny or nothing. I like Darren Young, but I could go without seeing him ever on the pay per view. And ascension. So, what would you say it would be? The adult to kid ratio at Royal Rumble last night. Just in your personal opinion, two chains. I mean, you obviously see the hardcore wrestling fans up in those first rows. No, no question. But when you look back in the crowd, right. for every time that you just cringe up about something Roman Reigns do, look at anybody that you see with their hands up. Those are families, absolutely. When you see a grown man cheer Roman Reigns, and this is super biased, he has a son or a daughter. Same thing with John Cena. Yeah, with John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? but, You're not uh, going to see me cheer for John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> I, John Cena outside, outside of the ring. I like what he does uh, as far as to make the wish and all that stuff. But as far as his character, I could go without that because the way how they, uh, the way how they make him over and win with like, unnes- I mean, with like moves that's not even his finishers, or he becomes Super Saiyan Cena out of nowhere. It's just. It derages me. It's just like, I can't believe this just happened, you know? Just like <clears throat> Charlotte went off the spear yesterday. But you know, I won't complain about that. My, seen that coming. my wife was really upset about that finish. She she was horrified that Ric Flair kissed Becky Lynch. Absolutely I, yeah, horrified. She's like, she like, do you think he told her he was going to do that? She must be upset. And I was like, are you mad? Yeah, that was the point. It's wrestling. <laughs> There's a couple of people in here that said they had no problems with the, the whole paper, the whole pay per view, and I don't know how anybody's not happy with that finish. I, I it, the, the finish wasn't supposed to be finished at the Royal Rumble. I knew that. I, I think I, I, I thought the spear used to be her finisher. 
Yeah, it, it is one of her two finishers. It's her... Didn't she use it in NXT all the time? She yes. Did. She did. Yeah. But that needs to be her finisher for Penn, so I can see why. But okay. I, but this I, is a pay-per-view. You you use your most spectacular finish to win. Like, if Dolph Ziggler went one of the famous or ever, I'm sure all of us is going to be like, what in the world? But not even just that. She had her in a disarmor. And Ric Flair throws her coat up on her, and she's like, "Oh, gotta get up, gotta get off this finisher," and gets hit with this. She gets poked in the eye, and then hit with the spear, and then it's over. I didn't, I didn't like that. At well, all. firstly, I mean, the match that finished me, but what happened after made my day. Well, yeah, I think that was the point. I think the match was supposed to be a taste bud to shift to what was coming big because we, I think it was me and you two champs that talked about it, or maybe it was me and the nah, one yeah, yeah, two changes. We yeah. talked about network move, move into that fatal four way for the women's title. You got to put out your four top women stars going towards Mania. Once again, this is a storyline or a stopgap to that. Right, no. I, I wasn't, I didn't have a problem with it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I didn't say Becky was supposed to win, but I said she was not supposed to, like, come up off her finisher and lose to a spear. You know, I wanted it to be a little bit more clever than that, but whatever it may be. You know what? Sasha Can I tell you something? The whole me being pissed off right Can I tell away. you something? You might not see that. You might not see that fatal four way at uh, WrestleMania. You might not. You might not even see a triple threat. I won't be surprised if they do Charlotte versus Sasha at WrestleMania. I think that's exactly what they do because why do a multi-diva match when you know they have that four way of the four horsewomen in their back pocket? Yep. Yep. Save yep. save that for your multi-diva match down the line at Mania. But, and, and if and, and if there wasn't fast lane. Then I'd be totally sold on that, but I think we see that at Fastlane. See, you don't you don't think Becky deserves a rematch again because she hasn't still gotten a clean shake at it. I still yeah. think Naomi deserves a rematch, but we're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, the word again scares me, but I I mean, of course, I'm gonna be a little bit biased on this. Of course, I do. But is that what's gonna happen? No, because whenever somebody comes out and interferes with somebody. People automatically disregard who their main objective was, i.e., Brock and Undertaker. Brock was just like, "Oh, forget Seth Rollins. Undertaker came out and bothered me. That's my next to you now. Forget going after the belt." Whereas now it's going to be like, "Oh, well, Sasha Bank comes out. Well, now she's my next person to contend with." Yeah. See, that's the thing. If you want a title shot, you need to just come out and interfere with people. It's the best way. Forget the Rumble. Automatically make you the number one contender. <laughs> it's pretty great. I don't think they forget Becky yet. I wish WWE I so. would be bold too, because like the Ric Flair factor. Like, I mean, how long has it been since WWE has actually um, done somebody? There was like a women's cage match in WWE like some time ago. That would be perfect to kind of finish off mm. the Becky thing and then you know finally mm. move on to whatever's next. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, could do that at fascinating. You could. I, I also think too that. Um, if Sasha Banks would have came out with Team Bad last night, I would have just threw something at the TV because that all magically derails everything we're talking about right now. But I, it's just going to be interesting with everybody, with all of us being conspiracies and thinking it's going to be a fatal four way. It's just going to be real interesting to see who's going to be that fourth person. Paige. And which is, that's my guess, that, is Paige. Yeah, that's the same thing Two Chain said. Let's um, let's put a bow on this thing because we've got we we really deep dove into it. I there's a lot of strong opinions about the rumble. <laughs> I think we can we can all agree that it was interesting. Whether or not you agreed with what went down, it was interesting. May have been predictable, but it was 
a story was told. We may not all be, you know, on the main side of the main good guys in this story just yet, but there's time. But let me ask you guys this, you know, today, January 25th, looking ahead to April the 3rd in Dallas, Texas, Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar. Do you want to see that match? Yes. On paper, that's pretty cool, right? Yes. Triple H versus Roman Reigns for the title. Do you want to see that match? No. Yes. Yes. Only if there's a special uh, stipulation. I think it does need a stip because I think by itself it's lacking a little mustard for me, man. I agree. It's going to be a 10 to 12 minute match. Triple H, I don't think Triple H can do another long match. I just keep thinking about those 12s he had on his leg last year. So let's go back to that first match. That Bray versus Brock. The reason why I don't want to see it is because I feel like Bray's going to get buried again. (laughs) He's got the family, though, man. That's where, like, I think you could milk that for Brock's feud through SummerSlam. You have Bray come over with the family, and then you... It kind of takes away from Bray because now I just feel like he's dependent on the family, and eventually the family's going to go away. No, no. I think we got a long time with them. I, they were yeah. not going to happen the first time they broke it out. Yeah. They're not going to do think, that again. No, I think they are going to do it again, but it's going, it's going to be a repeating cycle. They're going to do it, they're going to come back together. Do it, come back together. That's what I think. But you know what, D-Wayne? This, this is the most interesting fact about Bray Wyatt and Kevin Owens, that although Bray Wyatt does not have the steam that Kevin Owens has, but these two people mysteriously are always going to be relevant, no matter what happens in the bookings of their matches? I, as oh, much yeah, as, of as course. Because they're buried. very good at losing. Well, the and thing... That's, that's fine. And I know and, and that's what WWE that. needs. They need someone who can be very good at losing. What was the statement you made, Aaron, some time ago about about losing? Well, it's not if you lose or not. It's how you lose. It's how you look. And the thing is, man, like, you know, I understand you could be potentially upset that Bray would job at a third straight WrestleMania. But the question I asked was, are you excited to see Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt? I think it would be very difficult for anyone to not be excited about that. That, That's... I just want to see Bray Wyatt kiss him on the forehead and give him Sister Abigail again. You never seen seen no dude kiss Brock Lesnar? Speaking of of that, have y'all heard that Sister, they might actually... They're starting to they're uh, practicing or transition to actually have a sister Abigail. I think it would be great. Yeah, I hope they do it. They've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. No, they, I forgot. They had a person for it. I forgot the name. I don't know. Um, but, um, I, I mean, it should obviously be Eva Marie, but kind of going back to WrestleMania. <laughs> um, okay, so did you notice who eliminated Chris Jericho last night? Yeah, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Would you want to see Dean Ambrose versus the 10-time Intercontinental Champion Chris Jericho at WrestleMania? Fastlane. I know. Fastlane. I know. Yeah, Fastlane. Not Mania. And then goodbye, Chris Jericho. Exactly. You don't, exactly. You don't think oh, that would be good be for Mania. Dean to put to have Jericho put him over at Mania in a meaningful IC title match? To me, he, he, to me, he put the IC title already over by him holding it and the way he's winning with it. But he got to keep it going. That's a big time match there with Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. He's gonna be on Mania. Yeah. Come on now, Chris Jericho with a belt at the belt is the Intercontinental Championship. Please put your chips down if you believe that he will win that. 
and it makes sense. That's the thing, though. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense today, but it makes sense two months down the line when they build it proper. But I mean, look at the match we just got with Dean Ambrose with Kevin Owens. Why would you want to waste that type of steam on somebody that clearly cannot go in a match like that for that long? And it not probably won't even make sense. Mm, give it time. Give it time. Man, give me. I even take a Dean Ambrose versus Neville, just because I know Neville was trying to step up to make it make sense. I, I'll respectfully yeah. disagree, but let's. I think Jericho is still capable of going. I do too. <laughs> oh, he can. I, I, I would enjoy that match. And then Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles, maybe with a gimmick involved. Opening match, make you it can't. Happen. Yeah, I'll say that would be your opening match, and that would be. That might be the match of the night, man. It could be. It could be. And then you throw in Sasha versus Charlotte versus maybe other people. The New Day. I think the New Day and the Usos will not finish their business until WrestleMania. So so we, we can just write off that the Dudley Boys would not have a chance at the belt for WrestleMania. Yeah, no, not. Not when you're wrestling on the pre-show and you don't even make it into the Rumble. No, you don't. You don't get a tag title match. Well, that's that's exactly why Cesaro is where he's at. <laughs> and then the wild card here is that you're probably going to see The Rock in Roman Reigns' corner to even the field with the authority getting involved. That might be how you get over that Roman Reigns match, I guess. But really, you're getting The Rock over. I don't know if that rubs off on Roman Reigns the way they want to, just looking at the Rumble from last year. I, so I guess here's my question on that. Does that set up a match between Reigns versus The Rock at next year's Royal Rumble? No. What happens to ADR? Um, kind of multi-man match. Yeah. The League of Nations. Right, right back. Multi-man match. Yeah, oh God, I don't want to see right back. Speaking of multi-man match, okay, why are we not giving Wade Barrett any respect with this League of Nations? I think he's still he's working. Hurt. I think he's still hurt, man. I think he's hurt. Honestly, I would, I would cut him. Really? I think it's time for him to go. But they blew his potential with him at the Nexus. Well, he, he should have won the title then. Yeah. He has to have a role like this because if not, he just won't be on TV because he's hurt. Well, the thing about it, you fail that many times with a guy, it's really hard. It's just almost like a multiple thing of, like, it's harder and harder to get him over after you've just ruined his runs over and over. Like you said, he should have won the title mm-hmm. at Survivor Series that year with the Nexus. The Nexus should have won that match at SummerSlam. They really just went wrong with that. Um, I don't know. I don't want to sit here and evaluate the potential WrestleMania card too hard yet, but I'm just saying there's some... Um, there's some seeds. We'll go back to the seeds metaphor um, for some potentially good matches. It's just it does stick in my craw a little bit that the you know the unwritten main event at this point it doesn't have the sizzle I wish it did, especially when they're trying to fill that stadium. That's tough. That's real tough. But that's probably why they're paying the Rock a lot of money to come in and make it better. So, I don't know. Can we talk I'll more? Say, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'll say this, Aaron. We, we shouldn't try to predict it so hard right now. And even though it's frustrating that we want to make sure we're paying our money's worth going to Mania, don't forget, they're trying to build Fastlane as the top-level pay-per-view. And for this year, I, I know it sounds funny, and I know it's really bad to say this, but give WWE a chance 
to try those seeds that were planted to try to fix them up at Fast Lane so they can be groomed and bloomed at Mania. Groomed and bloomed. That is the name of the episode. <laughs> well, if they're trying to fill Fast Lane like a, 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 a top tier rust, uh, a pay per view, then why not have rumored WrestleMania matches on it? That's the thing is I don't like sometimes when like the first match of a feud is at WrestleMania and it's really there's more steam behind it when you get to like extreme rules. Maybe they could um do do a couple rematches at WrestleMania but make them bigger. I agree with you. Anyway, well, Panthers to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was a tough tough loss for the Pats. I'm all Panthers now. You guys are going to kill the Broncos. Like it's going to be a horrible Super Bowl. It's going to be over by the halftime. <laughs> Unless we let off the gas again. But. Yeah, they were playing against, like, my brother texted me and said that our offensive line, especially the guards, were playing like fourth graders yesterday. <laughs> They're going to be playing against a real line and a quarterback that can actually move. There's, And we still almost won. After how much they tormented Tom Brady, we still almost won that game. Even with that being said, Remember back in 1990, when were we in fourth grade? Was that 97? Where uh, we had the Broncos versus the Packers, and the Packers were heavily favored. Everybody thought the Packers were going to blow Denver out the water. And what happened? It was one guy in my class, Stephen Burnett. I will never forget this. He betted that he said, I guarantee you Denver will beat Green Bay. And everybody was like, oh, you're tripping because Green Bay is so dominant. The same conversations we're having now. Never sleep on any team in the Super Bowl. I know that one Seattle-Denver Super Bowl two years ago was one lopsided, but don't sleep on what Denver's defense did against New England. I don't mean to bring up any bad resorts, uh, Aaron, but everybody thought New England was going to wipe the floor with Denver then. Peyton was done. Peyton's about to play his last game. I'm not going to sleep on Peyton on this game. I don't know who's going to win. I'm predicting the Panthers are going to win, but don't be sleeping on the Broncos and what they might do. The Broncos are Dolph Ziggler. That's all I have to say. And we're not we're not heavily looking at the lines now. I think four and a half. Uh, is it four and a half right now? That's what it was last night. All right. Uh, I think we're two hundred for for just to win two hundred point favorite. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to make our predictions in a more concrete way next week because we have a week off of football here. But um. Why don't we put a? Why don't we wrap this up for today, and you know we'll get back with people once we see how things start to play out on Raw and SmackDown and stuff this week. Um, I definitely want to get do another deep dive into the NXT situation. Um, just kind of looking ahead at what what they just got done taping in Orlando for NXT. Um, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things going on there too, and you know, Doctor M, you mentioned the Austin Aries debut. I think that bears some discussion. Um, down the line, I think his shirt may have also sold out like AJ's did on Shop Zone already. Um, but I guess um, we'll get back with them probably sometime next week at this point. Yeah, sounds, sounds yeah. good to me. All right, we'll do that. Well, um, also, I'd like to, yeah, let's get that Cena Monster Files ready next time, Mr. D Wayne, whether it's Nikki Bella or I know you said you wanted to do. There was someone else you mentioned last time that was really funny, but let's get a monster files next time. Does that sound good? The whole WWE. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I did the whole WWE. Yeah, well, you did. Yeah, you did. That's when you got hurt the first time. I said the WWE. I said the WWE title. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely we'll need to get one of those in, and then 
I guess let's let's wait on commenting too much on Nikki Bella's situation until we see how the surgery plays out. Definitely all of our thoughts go out to her. Hopefully that goes well. I'm, I think the surgery is Wednesday, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but until next time, this is the entire crew of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast wishing you a very, very happy and merry start on the road to WrestleMania via Fastlane. And um, we'll see what happens. Talk to you guys soon.